Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Chris, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Chris Chico, a true innovator in the world of real estate investing. In 2007, Chris coined the term virtual wholesaling, a groundbreaking approach that he had been successfully implementing since around 2005. His visionary techniques revolutionized the industry long before the advent of tools like Google Street View and the multitude of resources available today. Chris Chico's contributions extend beyond the realm of virtual wholesaling he is also credited with creating many of the highly successful effective postcards utilized in the industry including the widely recognized third notice and attention postcards which you can see on the next page right here here we go now continuing to push the boundaries of real estate marketing chris has expanded his expertise to include teaching and implementing cutting edge edge strategies like facebook ads and pay per click also known as PPC, advertising tailored for motivated sellers. With his extensive experience and knowledge, Chris has mastered the art of nationwide wholesaling, successfully closing deals across the country. As a trailblazer in the field, Chris Chico has not only shaped the industry, but also continues to inspire and educate aspiring real estate entrepreneurs. Join us as we delve deep into the world of virtual wholesaling. Learn from Chris's unparalleled insights and discover the strategies that have propelled his success in the dynamic world of real estate. Chris, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for, for doing this. Thank you. With that introduction, even I want to talk to myself. <laughs> Wonderful introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, tell us in your own words, like uh, how you got into like real estate and virtual wholesaling. Well, I mean, the reason I got into real estate was just because I was desperate to make money. You know, um, I, I, uh, I got a degree in accounting, which I okay. could never use, and and I that's you know decided hey th the job thing isn't for me, and I went on the path to try to find figure out a way to make money. I tried everything you could think of, you know MLM, uh, you name it. I tried it, and then I ventured upon real estate, and I started off as an agent, uh, really, and um, a bad one at that until I got a lucky break where I was selling uh, REO properties, uh, meaning foreclosure properties for the banks, and then one of the investors that was buying most of my deals. He came to me and said, hey, why don't you come and work for me and I'll teach you the business. And that's how I began to learn the wholesaling business. And then I worked with him for about a year. And then uh, we were buying mostly foreclosure properties. And uh, I kind of in Florida, as people as people uh, as the market rose back, this was before the 2008 crash, um, as the market rose, uh, there were less and less foreclosures because people had equity, meaning that if they were deep behind on their payments, they had enough equity where they can sell it in the open market and get out from under their foreclosure. So the banks were not getting as many deals. And I had this crazy idea that I'm like, hey, maybe we can get deals from like private owners. And so um, and back then, you know, everybody has it easy now because now you can get a list of property owners. You can get like there's so it's so easy. Like back then, back then there was nothing. And so I'm, you know, I, I had this crazy idea of doing the, the postcards. And uh, I started doing postcard marketing. And back then, I mean, literally the way it worked, uh, just to give you context, we would send out a thousand. We could only send out like a thousand or eleven hundred postcards at a time because we would get like a 10 percent response rate. So we would literally have 
a hundred plus responses out of a thousand postcards. That's and uh, and back then, you know, there was no CRMs. A lot of people nowadays utilize like um, uh, you know all these different software tools to manage their leads. Um, my system was uh, I had a guy that would come to my home when the postcards hit every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we had a notebook and he would sit down and hand write all the people that left messages because there were hundreds of them as soon as the mail hit. And then we would take that notebook and then give it to somebody else so that they can make the calls. God forbid that notebook got lost. We'd be in trouble. So I, I was doing that. I did that. Uh, I was doing um, direct mail. I started to teach that. And while, while that was happening, I started to think about, hey, maybe we can do deals in other markets. So around 2005-ish. I started to do things virtually. And back then there was no Google Street View. There was none of these other tools that everybody has nowadays. And uh, however, I figured out a way to do it. And then uh, that's why I'm, I'm referred to as the godfather of virtual wholesaling because around, around 2007 is when I registered all the domains. And then I started to teach that, uh, uh, of course, uh, that, that system around 2008. And uh, we did that, we, we still do that, but things have changed, right? Because back then, we were doing all direct mail. We've mailed millions of postcards. And around 2016-ish was when I, you know, a lot more investors were sending out postcards and everybody was doing it. So the effectiveness of that went down. And so then I had this crazy idea that maybe we can get leads on the internet. And, uh, and I started on the path of trying to figure out Facebook ads for motivated sellers. And that's kind of how you got introduced to me because... Uh, I think, you know, you, I didn't know this until uh, after you and I set, a set up a time to speak that you had actually purchased my course and you had done uh, a virtual deal using it. Yeah, I did. And uh, just just so the audience knows, uh, I learned wholesaling. I can't even remember. I think it's been about seven years ago. And I learned it from one of my mentors and he taught me like what people would call like some of the old school methods, pound the pavement, knock on the doors. And for me, like I'm a big introvert. So for me, that was like exhausting. And I started mm. thinking like, how could I do what I'm doing? Like take what I'm learning and go online. And I did some research. I did, you know, and I came across you and I found your course. And at the time, I can't remember how much I paid for it, but it was a lot. Uh, to me at that time, I was like, man, this is an expensive course. So I bought that course. I paid for it. I applied everything and I got my first deal somewhere in Ohio. And uh, it was during the pandemic in 2020. And, uh, you know, everything that I learned there, I started applying into my business. I became an agent and I showed like other people how they can use Facebook mm -hmm. ads and Facebook marketing in their businesses as, as well. So. Well, I'm, I'm happy, very happy, very happy, appreciative of that. And, you know, and, 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 you know, we, we, do, we, we, and we can talk about this. We do, we still do real estate deals every single week, every single month. Uh, but you know, one of the joys for me is, Hey, helping, uh, helping people get started in the business. Cause they had a tremendous impact on me. And the fact that you told me that was amazing. Cause it made me feel like, Oh, okay. Everything that we're doing here is for a good cause. <laughs> yeah, it is. It works. It works for sure. So I appreciate you. Um, one of the things, so something else that I learned from you uh, or, or that I picked up, like that kind of germinate where, where I'm going is like marketing is like Dan Kennedy. Uh, I yes. think I first heard you mention like his name and every I've discovered, I start finding out, I was like, I'm going to go learn all I can about like Dan Kennedy. I joined some of his programs. I've been like featured now in my newsletter and stuff like that. So um, I want to hear you talk about like Dan Kennedy and the influence he's had on you as well. Yeah. So what happened is, uh, it's funny the way I learned about that Kennedy is the way, the same way you learned about him because I was at the time following a guy named Craig Proctor. He's an agent in California. Oh, I know. I know all yeah. about Craig. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I was following him cause I was kind of going the agent route 
And then in, and I was just reading, and then one day he mentioned this guy, Dan Kennedy. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy, Dan Kennedy? Because if he taught this guy how to do stuff, maybe I need to know about Dan Kennedy. So I started going down the path, and, and uh, you know, at the time I didn't have any money, so I couldn't afford any of, any of his programs. But there was one thing that I bought from him, which was a book uh, called The Ultimate Sales Letter. And that book was the, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, that's, I had the old one. I have the old, uh, that's a new cover. And it's interesting because that book, so what happened is I was trying to do direct mail and, and I bought a course. Um, I don't you know, I bought a course of a guy with letters and I remember sending out the direct mail, the letters, and I was waiting, waiting for the calls to come. I was wondering, did the mailman even deliver? Did something happen? And then I realized that nobody's calling, right? And uh, and then so I sat, I, I I sat down with his book, and and tried to figure out a way to write compelling a uh, postcard that would get me calls. And it was me sitting down with that book and thinking through the postcard and what I wanted to write, etc. Uh, that I created my set, my first set of postcards. And so Dan Kennedy was instrumental in me getting up and running um from that book and you know in the business that we're in you know we're in the real estate business but when we're doing wholesaling we're really in the marketing business we're really in the and and in finding customer business not necessarily the real estate business because i mean i could tell you that i am not the most uh the smartest and uh technically savvy real estate investor like uh, you know I, I i always kid around with my friends says i don't even own a drill and you know a sacrilege for for a man not to own a drill. I only own a screwdriver and a set of pliers. And if I can't fix it using that, I'm calling somebody. So I, I know nothing, but yet I'm, I had amazing success, made made millions of dollars because I know how to market. And knowing how to market is the key to any business. You know that. And so for me, that's one of the key things that you know. I believe in two things that people should learn. Number one is how to market, and number two is uh, the ability to to you know sales. The ability to have a meaningful conversation with somebody on the other on the other line, and when people say sales, they mean strong arming somebody. I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as sales is just a it's just a way for to allow somebody else to see your point of view, whatever that may be. It could be that hey, they should sell their house to you because it's a much better option that they have on the table. And so I think that those are the two most important skills. Not becoming the expert real estate investor not becoming the ninja real estate investor that knows you know 15 ways to slice a deal because if you don't have any leads you ain't going to make any money anyway right right yeah so 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 then kennedy was like the genesis of me learning direct response marketing which then allowed me to get it even into the education business and teaching others people how to do it Thank you. Uh, could you, so like one of the things that I've been getting uh, back into recently, and I actually think I have an example over here, is I've been doing like some direct mail myself. Like I got like actual postcards and letters and I'm getting like better responses than people because um, I just wanted to be different, right? And that's one of the things that he, uh, that you learn as a marketer, like be different than everyone else. So yeah. with that being said, some people are going to say, oh, postcards don't work. What is your response to that? Do you still think they work? Direct mail, some of these strategies, some of these old school, old school strategies, do they still work? And what's your perspective on that? It's interesting because I don't do any direct mail anymore at all. Okay. And so I stopped doing direct mail around 2016. Now that doesn't mean that they work. But one of the things that I learned early on in my real estate career is being intensely focused. So when I first started as a real estate investor, one of the things that uh, caused me to struggle a lot is that 
I was trying like 15 different strategies. And I think every strategy works, right? Meaning that direct mail works, cold calling works, all these work. But I think that people get themselves spread out. And I think it's really important for somebody to focus in on one strategy and, and then really hone in on that and, and, and be committed to learning and be becoming the master of that. And also, however, uh, that strategy has to match your, your, uh, well, let me see. I'm sure my, my thing didn't go off. Okay. My, uh, that strategy has to match your personality. So, uh, when I first started, uh, I tried the strategy of, I don't know if you've ever heard this strategy before it's called door driving. Have you ever heard this strategy before? No, I, I no. Door, so you've heard of door knocking where you go in people's doors and knock and, uh, Door, door driving is where you have the intention of knocking on somebody's door, but you're too chicken and you chicken out and you just keep on driving. Down the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I realized, I realized very, very early that like, this ain't going to work for me. <laughs> so that's why I said, I need to, I need to have more people call me like people that are like, Hey, what you got? I want to talk to you. And that's why I ventured into direct mail. So you got to figure out also what what rocks your boat and what what you know what resonates with you. Could you so that is like when when someone mentions that I, I like love to like go deeper right because people don't mention like your personality and how you are matters to whatever you do yeah. in business especially marketing and I was telling you a little bit earlier like my mentor taught me like how to knock on doors and I was like this is not working for me I'm an introvert I want people to come to yeah. me so I can have those conversations so can you go a little bit deeper and talk about like the importance of the personality of the person and the strategy that they're getting into. I mean, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of knowing yourself, but also taking like, for example, I'm a big fan of personality tests. I'm a big fan of the Colby index as an example. That's, you know, there's different tests that you can take in order to truly understand, um, you know, what your personality is, because, you know, like the, 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 the biggest obstacle that anyone has in it. In, in their navigating through uh, navigating through life and business is changing themselves, right? Meaning that that's a, that the hardest job you ever have. However, if you then say put that in front of your business succeeding, now you've put an, a, a tremendous obstacle. Meaning that if my business requires me to be on the phone, chit-chatting away with people six hours a day, and I hate it, and I just it just saps my energy. Then now, if I try and put, you know, put put that as a as a as a via, as a step for me to make my business successful, meaning I got to get better at cold calling and I got to love cold calling, so then that way I could be successful. Now I'm putting this obstacle uh, uh, in front of the success of my business that um, that is going to be very, make it very difficult. I mean, I remember, you know, nowadays it's commonplace. Everybody now is, nowadays has acquisitions managers and they build up a team. But when I first started, I remember I went from making like, you know, two or $3,000 a month, uh, you know, kind of getting by, but nothing out of this world. And then when the, when the postcards hit and then I started making money, I went from making that kind of money to six months later, making over $110,000 in a single month. Like that's how quickly things can change for you. But then after I did that, I realized like, I don't want to talk to these people. I do not want to talk to any more of these sellers. So I got a couple friends of mine and I said, Hey, you went in on this because here's what I got. 
I can do the marketing. I can lay down the tracks. I know how to do all the, put the systems in place and everything else. I just don't want to talk to these human beings. Not, there's nothing wrong with them, but that's not my, my mojo. And so I set up a system where I had like three guys working uh, with me. This was back then, uh, 2016. And uh, I was just basically the guy behind the scenes. I was operating all the marketing, getting all the list, uh, had all the systems in place, and they were the ones that, that were talking to property owners. And that's what caused, allowed me to be successful because if I hadn't done that, I would have self-sabotaged myself because then I would procrastinate on making the calls you know, and, and doing all that stuff. So I think it's really important to know, know yourself because if you don't, then you might be putting an un unnecessary obstacle on your business succeeding. I agree 100%. And like you mentioned, like the Kobe, I haven't taken that one, but I'm like a big fan of DISC. Uh, I like Enneagram and I like uh, like the Myers-Briggs and I Myers like each Briggs, of them yeah. for their different, uh, they have different pros and cons for each. Um, what would you say your personality type is like? Well, in the Kobe index, I'm considered a high fact finder, high follow through, which is uh, a, a, not a, a not an ideal or not the, the most ideal uh uh, entrepreneurial uh, personality type. So I'm the type that if you give me an idea, like for example, I want to research and I want to put like an, a, a list together, a checklist and, put, and make it all nice and tidy versus, you know, typical entrepreneur is like, oh, you got an idea. They're just going to go for it. Right. Um, and so for me, knowing that, like, for example, then uh, when we have, like, I have a, a team member in my real estate business, Gene, who uh, is spearheads that particular uh, part of the business, he's a quick start, meaning that, you know, I got to be careful about giving him, giving him an idea, because by the time I'm done with the idea and telling him about the idea, he's off to the races. And so knowing that is important, but also knowing who else you work with is, is also important, right? Because, if you and I are working together and both you and I are fact finders and high follow through, meaning that we just love to do research all day and just put things yeah. and organize things, we're never going to get anything done. Right. <laughs> we're just too busy organizing. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses uh, around that because um, I always kid around. I said I have the highest rated whisk in all of Amazon in my kitchen. No man should know that their whisk is the high. You just buy a whisk like you need a whisk. You just buy it. Um, so, you know, has its pluses and minuses, my personality type, but uh, understanding that is key. Um, so that's my personality. My personality is I love to do research. I'm very methodical. I'm very checklist driven. And so knowing that, then I have to be, that allows me to be mindful, but allows me to also gauge, okay, what other person do I need in my life to help me with these different endeavors that I have to make sure that they get off the ground and, and, and uh, move in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, can we talk about Facebook ads? Uh, I teach like weekly. I teach like agents and they always say that Facebook ads doesn't they don't work. So can you respond to that? And let's like maybe focus on Facebook ads for a little bit. Well, there's there's layers to it. Right. Meaning that uh, when somebody says that somebody says to me, hey, my Facebook ads are not working. Well, the, there's layers to it. Number one is. The infrastructure, right? I mean, back when I started in 2016, it was a lot simpler to set up. Now there's a lot more technical parts of setting up the Facebook and the Pixel and everything, making sure everything is correct. So let's say provided that you have the infrastructure, that's step one. Step step number two is now Facebook, um, it used to be where it was fairly interest-based. Like if you pick just the right interest, and then that will help your campaign get traction. But nowadays, Facebook... Um, the key thing is just your ad copy, making sure that you're calling out to the right audience, 
So part of that is, you know, if you're if you're making ads and it says, hey, attention landlords that are sick and tired of their rental property like that is a so because what Facebook will do is they'll, they'll read your ad. They'll go and, and also read your website and they'll have a pretty good idea of the type of prospect that you're looking for. And then at that point, then they'll serve your ads to the right people. And uh, typically, you know, uh, when we have we have people run campaigns, they're running at you know, to begin with no more than 25 or $35 a day, you can run them. We, we spend a lot more money than that personally, but you just want to make sure that everything is working and that you're getting leads. You should be getting leads within the first couple of days. And then, so if that's working, then you have another layer, which is the human error, human uh, layer, because I could have everything dialed in, in terms of the campaign structure, you could be getting leads, but if you're horrible on the phone, if you don't follow up with people and if you don't do all those other things, then you're going to tell me, hey, Facebook ads doesn't work. And it's not really the ads themselves. It's the fact that you're just not like there's there's a there's a gap in what you need to do. So the difference between in Facebook, you know, there's different, you know, a lot of people are familiar with pay-per-click advertising, right? Uh, where you go on Google, you search, sell your house now. And people ask me, like, what's the difference? So the difference with Facebook is that, you know, when you're if somebody goes to Google and types in your information, sell my house fast, they're in a hyper, uh, they've already figured out they have a problem. And they're in a hyper mode to figure out how can I get rid of my problem property. There's pluses and minuses to that, right? Uh, because on a, po on a positive, uh, they're hyper, you know, the, you get that lead on the phone, you can close them right away. But the negative on that is that they're also filling out that form with everybody else on that page. It's, so it's a game to whoever gets a hold of them first. The benefit to Facebook, right, and, and also Google is very, um, uh, Google is not very forgiving, meaning that if you don't set up things right, Google will take your money and will take your money very quickly before you know it. It will empty out your wallet. So compare that to Facebook. Facebook is a great platform for people to get started with. Why? Because it requires a very little budget. You know, you can start off with $25, $35 a day, which means that then even if you set up things incorrectly, you're mitigating your the damage that occurs to your wallet to just that particular daily budget. Number two is that uh, the prospect isn't you're getting them before they're in that hyper stage of trying to figure out a, a solution to their problem. The benefit to that is that um, you're getting them before they start filling out a bunch of forms. So now you're not in a hyper competitive state. However, the problem with that is sometimes you have to chase these people down and that's where people falter. Because if you think about it, when do you watch Facebook? My, I, I'm not making any judgments, but I'm pretty sure some of you might be watching Facebook when you're in the bathroom. You know, you got nothing to do. And what if you fill out a form on Facebook, you're like, you know what? That tenant, pain on the butt, I want to get rid of them. I see this ad. I'm going to fill it out. And then I call you. But you may have your hands occupied if you get my drift, right? Because you're in the bathroom. You can't answer. You might be in the grocery store. Who knows what you've been doing? So... I got to be on top of trying to get a hold of you for the first couple of days because, you know, not, you, you might have been busy when you filled out the form. You are not in that position where you're ready to have a conversation. So it requires follow up, texting and everything else to try to get that person on the phone. And so people are not aware of that. You know, people don't understand the fact that you got it, you know, and also Internet leads uh, go cold very quickly, meaning that, you know, the longer you take to get a hold of that lead. Uh, the the less chance you have of that lead even remembering what they did, right? Because they were on the internet. So I think Facebook is a great platform. Uh, and, you know, for real estate agents, I think 
I think that there's a uh, there's a hidden gold mine for real estate agents because as a real estate agent, right, you can do wholesaling. But now if you have the potential to offer that seller a couple different options, you can say, hey, um, if they're not a candidate for a cash offer, then now you can transition into a uh, an agent, right? And say, hey, maybe I could help you this way. And then now you can pick up listings that way. And I think that that's a market that's underserved. You know, if I was an agent, I'd be targeting property owners that are looking to sell their property at a discount and try to position myself as an agent in a way that I can help them and be a, an agent that specializes in investment property. I don't think too many, I don't think too many people are doing that. Thank you for sharing that. If if you were, uh, and then I, I want you to like answer this, and then I want you to talk about like the course. You still sell the course, right? Oh yeah, we still we still sell the course. We use the course, like everything. Okay. Like right now, was I was actually just looking at uh, our deal board. So right now we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six deals pending, and we have one. Uh, we have nine contracts, nine properties that we're having a contract that are in the process of trying to find a buyer. This is for us internally. So the the what I'm telling you guys right now is that is exactly what we're doing. So I'm, the, the reason I've been in the education business for a very long time, uh, 2008. That's when I started. So you know you don't you don't stay in this game for long unless you actually provide solutions that work. And the the reason for that is that we always eat our own dog food, meaning that, you know, whatever we sell, we're using internally. And that's the only reason why we would even sell a product is because we're using it. Uh, so we're just still doing every, deals every single uh, month, every single week with the same ads that we're discussing here. Okay. Can you, can you tell us how we can get access to that course and maybe like some highlights of what's included in there? Yeah. So the best way, I mean, you can find me on the best way would be if you go to YouTube, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to YouTube and search for my name. You can see, see my channel. And you can also just go to my website, chrischico.com. Chris is spelled without an H. But not to worry, Google will autocorrect you and say, hey, I think you meant this guy here. And, uh, and you can go to my website and you can see what the products that we have. Our model is a little bit different than most conventional wholesaling. So our wholesaling is nationwide wholesaling. So we run ads uh, over across you know, 15 or 20 states. And we're doing deals all across the country, 100% virtually, without having to personally meet with any buyers or sellers or inspect the properties. Uh, many times we're doing deals in small towns that we didn't even we did not even know that the town existed until the lead came in. We're like, what's this town? And yet we're doing deals in populations of five, ten thousand, which is really an unserved market. So we're getting, you know, deals when markets that investors are not really even targeting because they're too small. But because we're casting a wide net with um, with Facebook ads, that we're getting all these pockets of deals that everybody else is missing. But now our model is just, you know, it, it's, it's still virtual, but now it's nationwide, meaning that we're not one particular market. We're doing deals all across the country. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, can you tell us about your favorite success story? Um, you know, I mean, my favorite success story is, uh, for me, the bucket of success stories that I appreciate are the ones that people tell me that they quit their job because I remember, you know, it's funny because, uh, that's kind of like the thing that that juices me because I remember when I had a job and, you know, I look at a job as a, like, oh, they tell you when to eat, what time to show up, when you can go to the bathroom and all that stuff. And that was the thing that irked me the most when I was working before I started on this path. Cause I was like, 
this has been this is this is horrible this is like jail except not really they, they so for me anytime you know we get testimonials where people say hey i was able to quit my w2 and now i'm doing this full time for me that's number one and number two is you know when people tell me that hey because of you then i i you know my family goes on a great vacation and now i, I was able to afford my my child to go to college and all those things because listen i have kids so i can appreciate that you know we have a tremendous uh, lifestyle and we travel like we're getting ready in Europe. We're going to go for uh, uh, a little bit under a month to Europe over the summer with my kids. And I remember I grew up in uh, dirt poor. So the, the my my summer trips were like two blocks from my house down to the corner grocery store because my mom didn't want me to go any farther than that unless she could see me. You know, old school. Like if I can't see yeah. you, you ain't going anywhere. So, you know, now my kids get to go to all these places that I never got to go. So for me, that's very rewarding. And anytime I hear that from a customer, that really warms my heart. And also, like for you, like the fact that, hey, you got involved with a course, you made a deal, and now you made money from it. And now you've increased your capability because now you learn Facebook ads, you're helping others. We have many clients that do that. that like, and now you're helping other people and, and use the same strategies. I don't care. You know, hey, I helped you and now you're helping other people. And to me, that's very rewarding. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what is like a common, like what's like a common myth that you hear people say, and you're like, this, this, just, just not true. Uh, a common myth about about real estate in about, general, about wholesaling real estate, virtual wholesaling. Let's make it virtual. Oh, that is saturated. Saturated. Yeah, I mean, if you if most people don't have the context of the number of millions uh, of properties that are sold. Uh, off market every single year that are not sold through real estate agents and or for sale by owners. And everybody believes that, oh, it's wholesaling is too saturated. Why am I going to get involved with that? It's not saturated, number one. And also number two, it's like if, if the, there's a lot of people out there that don't know what they're doing. And so you, if you like the best thing I could recommend anybody is just to learn how to be good on the phone with people. And again, it doesn't mean you being a hard, hard sell person. It just means having like a nice, friendly customer service conversation with somebody. And if you can do that and you can have just an intelligent conversation that they feel good about you and, and, and you talk to them about your solution, uh, you'll do better than most people because sometimes I hear calls from other people on the phone and I'm like, oh, my God, you're never going to close a deal because you sound horrible. So I think it's just the, the competition for wholesaling is a lot less than what people uh, believe it to be. OK. And <clears throat> when we first started talking, we were talking about like a uh, book. Um, we talk about like Dan Kennedy's like ultimate sales letter. So I would like to hear from you. Like if there were three books that you would recommend to somebody to like have success in his business or have success in uh, virtual wholesaling, like what books would they be? Um, I would say my recommendations would be more around not tactical books, but more about like mindset books, because for the most part, the knowledge required in order to do wholesaling, it's, not that terribly difficult, right? What stands in the way of most people is not necessarily the knowledge of the specific tactics or strategies, but rather what stands in the way is what's happening in between the ears, right? And and if, if I were to narrow that down, is um, anything that deals with 
helping you overcome your your limiting beliefs. All right. So um, the book that one of the most recent books that I got um, actually because I went through a program with the author. Uh, a lot of you guys may know Benjamin Hardy. He wrote that book. Um, he wrote a couple of different books. One of them is Who Not How. There you go. You know, oddly enough, I got 50 of these in my office because <laughs> I had to buy 50 for a, a thing that he had. And so I was supporting him. But um, that's a great book. It's a great book because, you know, it's different. A lot of people have heard of Grant Cardone, right? And he has a 10x rule. So this is a little bit different. So don't don't say like 10x. Uh, Grant Cardone's 10x is about doing more. Um, his book is about doing less. In order to go 10x, you have to subtract from your life in order to then remove and make the space so that now you can go 10x. But what help, what prevents us is what's going on in here. So um, another book that he has that I read recently was, uh, it's a future self. Uh, I forgot the name of the book. Um, uh, it, it's the most recent one that he came out, he, he, came, back, he came out of. Um, I forgot the name of the book, but if you look at Benjamin Hardy, there's one with the title named Future Self. Uh, that's the one. And then the other one would be um, another book. Another good book would be Psycho-Cybernetics, uh, which is a book that deals with um, your identity, right? Because exactly. See, there you go. So the, your identity is the thing that holds you back because your identity controls how you see yourself, how you see yourself move about the world. And your identity is an ever-evolving thing. It has to continually change because there's you know, otherwise then you become stagnant. So for me, I think that most people would be better served with, yeah, you're going to get some knowledge, but you also have to also work on what's going on in here because that's going to be eventually the greatest uh, limiter to your success. Have you ever read uh, No BS Time Management by Dan Kennedy? Yeah, that was a long time ago. I read that. Okay. A long time yeah, that's, ago. that's like my favorite book ever. Um, yeah, but he mentioned, yeah, a- he mentioned psycho-cybernetics and yeah. The, like one thing I, the one thing I would say about Dan Kennedy is, and this is, um, always be mindful of that uh, whenever you follow somebody, uh, you're following them for one particular thing, uh, but you then inadvertently absorb their entire operating system, right? And by that, I mean that if you think about Dan Kennedy, Dan Kennedy is somebody that is great at marketing, great at certain things. But he's not really somebody, he, he likes to work on his own. He was never one to build a team and to get other people involved. And so what happens is that then you inadvertently start thinking like him. Like you go to him for marketing help and all of a sudden you start thinking, oh, people are horrible. We want no employees. You know, like, and then all of a sudden now you start thinking like him and then that becomes a preventer uh, of, of other success that you may have. And that's one of the things that I love Dan Kennedy, but one of the things that I noticed about him, I'm like, yeah, he has a particular view of the world around this thing. I'm not going to take that part of it. I'm just going to take the marketing side. And yeah, he has some good tips, but, you know, but I'm a big fan of, t- uh, of his concepts there in time management. Uh, but that was one of the things that I think about when I think about Dan Kennedy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so these questions are meant to help our guests. Because uh, yeah. sometimes people like to just come in and say, oh, how can I pick your brain? And it's like, no, you don't just pick people's brain. You think about a way where you can help and you can serve them. So the question I pose to you is, how can someone add immediate value to you or your business? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I have, I have, I'm a big fan of coaches and mentors. Coaches. So, so right now I have two. Two, I lose track. That's bad if you lose track. Uh, I... 
I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I have an answer for that. Like, right, like literally, the reason I hesitate is because uh, I have two coaches right now. One is uh, to help me in my YouTube. So I, I have a coach that's helping me on, on on my YouTube channel, getting that rebooted, and uh, and and uh, expanding kind of what I'm doing there. Uh, I have an NLP coach, neuro linguistic programming coach. Uh, a guy, I don't know if you're familiar with NLP. Uh, there's a guy named Steve Andreas. He wrote a book called Transformations, and it deals that the program and the help that I'm getting is dealing with your identity, right? Because when you might when when you want to make any change, you have to look at the, your identity, your core level. Um, but let me tell you that I am. I don't listen to music. My phone is a seminar room because I am constantly, you name it, I am constantly listening to stuff. It's an addiction. Like I'm always listening at, at like two and a half speed, basically. So I don't. I, I don't even attend seminars because I don't even think I could. I could stand in the room and and listen to somebody uh, speak at a normal rate of speech. <laughs> it might be painful for you guys to listen to me right now. So put it like a double speed, so you don't have to like listen to me so slowly. But um, yeah, it, it's. A, I don't know. I mean, I I don't have an answer for that. Only that like I'm. I got a lot of things in my head in terms of people that are helping me and, and moving me in a particular direction. Uh, but the, the, the one thing I would say is, is that I'm looking to see um, what else is next outside of real estate. So we're still doing real estate deals. We still have an education business. But one of the things that uh, I'm exploring is whether or not I want to teach people to do what I'm doing, which is, hey, you have a particular set of skills and knowledge. And maybe you like to explore teaching other people how to, how to, you know, how to do what you do, right. In any, in some form of capacity, because I feel that the, Hey, uh, it, it's just an extension of what, what you're already doing. Like if you're already a real estate investor and uh, you're doing deals and you have a great success, there's nothing wrong with you teaching others how to do it and being compensated because that's an additional revenue stream. But also it, it's, it's a great way of just, uh, of you, of you sharing the knowledge and, and allowing somebody else, you know, on the ladder of success, you, you, they say you have one hand up to reach and then one hand down to bring the other person below you up. So uh, I'm a big fan of that. So that's the other thing I'm exploring. Thanks. Uh, so to give you like an example, like I probably should have given it to you first, but like a good example for me, if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, uh, just buy one of my books or oh. subscribe to my YouTube channel or go follow me on Facebook. That's like a short term thing. Then probably like a long term might be send me a client, send me a referral, anything like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'll probably okay. say, listen, um, for it, go to my YouTube channel, watch some of my videos, and if something resonates with you, leave me a comment. Let me know that, hey, I found you on Jerome's post, uh, podcast, and, uh, and, uh, and I really enjoyed this content. And, you know, we always have links. So if, if it makes sense for you to do business with us and we could help you, then we're more than happy to. Uh, to help you, uh, but maybe just visit the YouTube channel and, and that way you can get a flavor and say, Hey, is this guy Chico? Okay. Or maybe not. I don't know. Only way to find yeah. out is just, to, uh, listen to me for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So the next question is very similar. It's like, how can someone add long-term value to you or your business? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I would say that, uh, my, my, the best, I, I, I don't the best uh, help that anyone can get, including myself, is to help me see my blind spots. So anytime anyone calls me out on my BS or says, hey, I think you're looking at this incorrectly, I'm always a fan. Like if you told me, Jerome, you said, Chico, 
I don't know, every time I listen to you, I want to just poke pencils in my ears because I just hate hearing your voice. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be mad at you. I'd say, well, maybe, maybe there's something about me that I just don't see about myself. And Jerome sees it. I want to know more. Like, tell me more. Why do you, what makes you? So I'm always open to criticism. So uh, if you're out there and, uh, you know, to me, that's anytime anybody can give me any, any sort of help uh, like that, I'm always appreciative because, uh, you, you, you know, you can never see your blind spots. Um, it's difficult. You can't, it's difficult to be your own doctor when it comes to your mindset and the way you see things. Thank you. Uh, what is one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Um, what is one question that I wish you would have asked me? Um, hmm. oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so difficult question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I was thinking about like, okay, is there anything that we should have said? Um, no, I mean, I think, I think uh, the, the only thing I would, I, I would probably say that we, maybe we didn't touch on, and this is a, a journey that I'm on right now is uh, probably um, understanding that there's a, there's a concept in self and self-development, right? Most of us are familiar with the concept of do have be right? Do have B means that most of us think, oh, if I do all these things, if I get all these deals and I make all this money, then I'll have, then I'll, I'll have all this money and I'll finally become that person I've always wanted to be. And that's always a difficult thing. And so you have to think about the fact that, that your success is becoming that person today, right? You have to step into that person. The best example is when you think about weight, and say you're lose, you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to get in better shape. So one of the things that I uh, recently made a commitment is I want to get into the best shape that I can for myself and not only for myself, but to be an example for others. Right. So when people see me, they're like, wow, he has his really his, he has his crap together or at least look perception wise first view like, you know, this guy's in shape and he looks good. And um, and I say that because then in that example, um, I could say, well, when I finally lose a the weight, then I finally feel like that person. Well, that's, I have to feel that way now. I have to become that person now. And so by becoming is, how does that person act? How does that person move about, move about the world? Well, that person acts because they, uh, today, you know, from day one, day zero, they are tracking their macros. They have targets with regards to how much protein and how many carbs and, 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 and what, their, what their diet is. They have a commitment to the amount of working out that they're going to do during the course of the week. I have a trainer. And so even though I haven't lost the weight, right, I'm not an overly, you know, big guy, but, you know, I'm just trying to get down to like, you know, 12% body fat or something like that. I'm like, I have to step into that role today, into that person today. And then, then that it becomes a different level of achievement, which is the, uh, the, the be, do, have. Meaning that if I become that person today, then I'll do all those things that I need to do. And I'll finally have everything I want to have. But it's the becoming that's the most important thing today. Thank you. Um, how can listeners find out more about you online? Uh, the best way to would be is either number one, you can go to YouTube, search for me, and then you can find more information about me. Or you can also go to my website, chrischico.com. And then there you can get more information about our products and services and various things that we have to offer. 
Thank you. Uh, it, so one of the I have a segment uh, where I like to like close it down. It's like you have to close this down with one word, no explanation. What word would that be? One word. How about three one words? Word. One. It's got to be one. And can I explain to you what that is? No. <laughs> Superhero. Superhero. Okay. Now you can explain. You have to. Uh, this is something that I've been exploring. Is how to okay. be how to be the how to be the hero of your own life. Because if you think about it, uh, the hero of your own life is who's that person that you want to become, so you can become an example for others. Like I have kids, I want to be an example for them of how I move about the world, how I how I treat others, how to treat myself. And so, if your life was a movie, right? What would be the story of that movie being told? If you think about a superhero movie, the superhero movie is about the guy that's down on his luck and he has all these trials and tribulations. And eventually, like he arises above that and he becomes that 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 person that everybody then looks up to. But most importantly, that he is proud of, you know, and so that's why, like, if you think about like my logo there in the back, I've been thinking about that. And that just came. I didn't. Uh, but that is like. You know, it's like you. everybody is their own superhero. And how could you become that person? So at the end of the day, when, you know, when the lights are almost going out because we're all going to be leaving this earth at some point, then you can, you know, rest your head on the pillow and know that, you know, you gave it, you gave it, you gave it all you had and you're happy with the outcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you so much. I want to close this down. Uh, I want you to sit here for like three minutes so we can talk in the green room. So thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.